Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio, Fish Hunt Talk Radio, excuse me. We've uh, kind of expanded that to two hours, and we're going to, you know, we do a lot more about hunting stuff. Anyway, we have our co-host, sometimes host, um, maybe you're the host and I'm the co-host, Frank. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got Frank Selby on the line with us, and we got a couple of minutes uh, for Frank and I to... Um, Go over our fishing trip. There you go. And then and then we got some very interesting. Uh, if you want to learn how to catch fish using electronics, you need to listen to this show today. But anyway, Frank, fishing trip, which one are we talking about? Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah. The that's the one that's coming door. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's the 27th of September which is coming up very quickly to October 1st. The East Cape, as it's well known, of uh, Cabo San Lucas is on the Sea Cortez, about an hour north of Cabo San Lucas, or uh, about, about an hour north of the airport. And the Palmas de Cortez is a beautiful, beautiful, I would consider it a five-star. I think they rate it as a three or four resort. And it's on the Bay of the Palms which is about five miles of beautiful, flat, sandy beaches that just kind of float off in to the Sea of Cortez with the warm water and the, you know, probably some of the best fishing anywhere in the world. So anyway, that's what we're doing. And if anybody's interested, um, Frank, you know, I don't know why. With all these people we reach, we don't get any uh, much of a response. So come on, uh, give us some response, even if you just let me know that you're interested, <clears throat> I'll send you something. Yeah. People listen, but they don't do anything. Yeah, well, that <laughs> that's an old mark, you yeah. know? Yeah, anyway. If it's too free, they won't call you. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the problem. It's too cheap. It's only 870, $875 bucks for, yeah. uh, is it five nights, I think? Four nights? Five nights? Five, five nights. nights. Five nights, yeah. yeah. And two days cruiser fishing. So give us some, you know, get, get in touch with us, and we'll get you fixed up. I Trust me, you're going to love it, especially the people that we go down with. You're going to be really impressed. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And, of course, we have um, our other host, I guess, co-host, sometimes host, Frank Selby on the line with us. And we also have uh, Bruce Staples, who resides in Idaho Falls, which is a beautiful part of the world. And uh, let's find out about uh, what Bruce has to tell us and Frank, why don't you go ahead and, and run with it? Yeah. Hey, Bruce. First, let's get this right out of the way. How they can get in touch with you if they if they want to go out with you. Well, I don't do any guiding, but uh, one thing I do is, uh, like I mentioned previous to this broadcast to you, is there's a fly shop in Idaho Falls with a national reputation that's called Jimmy's All Seasons Angler. And what I would recommend would be the first thing, if you're interested, you or anybody's interested in coming up this neck of the woods and fishing, fly fishing, of course, would be you go to the website, jimmysflyshop.com, and look at the fishing reports and help what you see in the fishing reports, have that help you decide where you'd like to go, and then call us. The phone number's on the website. Call us, shop, and get current, up-to-date information. And then make okay. decisions there, and of course visit the shop for licenses and equipment on your way up here to those locations. Yeah. Now another question. Now, yeah. you you and my one of my close friends, Bob Jacqueline, is writing a new book. Yeah, let's. Uh, Bob and I are co-authoring a book 
Uh, it's going to be titled Fly Fishing West Yellowstone History and, and Guide. It'll be published by Stackpole and probably out in a couple of years. You know, it takes a little while to dot the I's and cross the T's and when you're doing something like this. But Bob and I have started this, and you know, Bob is very passionate about the history of fly fishing in West Yellowstone, and I've had a little experience, and so we decided to combine and do this. Uh, this is right after my uh, fifth book came out uh, back in December fly fishing the greater Yellowstone area, or backcountry rather, fly fishing the greater Yellowstone backcountry, that book fills a void. You know, there's plenty of books about the Firehole and the Gibbon and the Madison and the Henry's Fork, but nothing about some of the backcountry locations. And that book is uh, it's currently available through Stackpole or online, Amazon, etc. And that'll help uh, you decide where you'd like to go to find some tranquility in your fly fishing. Uh, Bruce, yeah. what's the name of that book? The name of the book is Fly Fishing the Greater Yellowstone Backcountry. And that, can that, you get that, or can you get that any bookstore or Amazon or what? Amazon, yes, and uh, any bookstore can order it for you. Uh, you know, they'll just go to their suppliers or distributors and, you know, put oh, in the request. I, I find out that it's, it's pretty well... Uh, out, out in the um, you know, out in the media now, out, out in the shops now, in several places. But yeah, it's it's very much available. Yeah. Uh, one question: uh, Do you know how many backpackers we've got left in Yellowstone National Park to uh, <laughs> guide that backpack in? Well. You know, one thing, we do have a lot of backpackers up there, and some of them combine it with fishing to get into the backcountry. But um, as you'll see, there's, you know, there's a lot of fear of, of uh, bears in, in this this uh, part of the world here, you know, the greater Yellowstone uh, area. But there's precautions that a person can take that minimize your chances of, uh, say, an encounter. In the book that I just mentioned, you know, Fly Fish in the Greater Yellowstone Backcountry has details on what to do in bear country, you know, to protect yourself. Yeah. And for sure, this is very important, but you got to realize that that's the macro life form that uh, can put you in danger. And then the minor or mini life form can put you in danger. Some, danger is some of the bugs we have up here, mosquitoes, <laughs> which are pretty much gone, and now it's the horse flies. But. Mm, uh, mm. You know, there's ways to minimize yeah. problems with that. Hey, Bruce. A lot of garlic. Bruce, if, <laughs> if you don't mind, I've said this on the air before, but I think it's worth repeating. Now, what type of bear do you have in your area? Well, we have both grizzlies and black bears, mm -hmm. and uh, I think the grizzlies are a lot smarter. You know, it's it, it's an old saying up here that if you let them know you're in the area, they'll get out of your way. Where you're in a heap of trouble is right. if you surprise, well, let's say, mama with cubs I or, think the, the, or I, daddy eating a, yeah. eating an elk carcass, something from, like from, that. From what I understand, it's a good idea to wear some bells so that they can hear you coming. But it's well, also even it, even better than that is to go out to, to a uh, marine supply shop and buy one of these little portable. Claxon horns. Oh. They make an unearthly noise you that you can hear for 
Well, Josh, maybe a mile or two. Anyway, I, I want to continue the story. But it's also a good idea to, to just in case, to have bear spray. But, yeah, uh, it sure when is. You, when the, the, uh, the range is almost demanded, but mm-hmm. if you get that horn, you mm-hmm. minimize your chances of okay. having to use well, a bear spray. When you're out in the wild and you come across bear scat, how do you tell the difference between black bear and grizzly bear? I can give you the, I'll, I'll give you the answer, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. In my in, in my case, I don't care either one. I'm going to be very cautious okay. and you know adhere to what the rangers tell okay. me to do. You know. Well, the, the the way you tell the difference, and uh, we talked about you want to wear bells and carry bear spray. Well, when you come across black bear, it's usually got seeds in it because they eat a lot of you know um, fruit and things like that, and it's dark. Um, in grizzly bear. It'll have bells in it, and it smells like pepper spray. <laughs> well, okay, that's another reason for carrying that Claxton uh, horn. You'll minimize your chances of seeing uh, grizzly bear poop with the, those items mentioned. Okay. <laughs> but, anyway. but honestly, believe it or not, black bears kill more than uh, people than grizzly bears do. Well, it's a lot more of the black bears, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Bruce, if, if you wouldn't mind, tell us about, you know, you said fly fishing, but what are we looking for? Do you have steelhead? Is it trout? Or, um, and you mentioned, trout. Some, you know, you're this, I guess the Snake River runs right through Idaho Falls. But give us an idea it about does. the waters and what you're going to find in them. Well, no steelhead uh, geology or um, geologic history has taken them out of our neck of the woods through the uh, you know, formation of places like Shoshone Falls, and man's done that also by damming up, uh, say, a lot of the tributaries to the Columbia. But, yeah, this is strictly trout country. Um, we do have a little bit of warm water fishing, but that's mainly outside the greater Yellowstone area. It's relatively unimportant compared to fishing for salmonids, I'll put it that way. By salmonids, I mean trout and grayling and chars like uh, brook trout, and we do have lake trout in the area, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is trout country. Oh, Cut trout's a lot, I know. three different. Also in the snake, um, uh, there's sturgeon. Is there any up where you are? Yes, there are, and fishing game has planted them, and it looks like it's successful. Right around Idaho Falls, there's, uh, there's sturgeon in the Snake River, and once in a while somebody catches one, of course, as soon as you catch them, you've got to maybe take your picture and leave them in the water, then release them. But yeah, they're here. Uh, they're a minor, you know, they're a minor occurrence, of course, compared to to our salmon is being trout and uh, uh, char. Yeah, the salmonoids. And uh, uh, I don't know. We've only got about a minute or so left, Frank. Won't you go ahead? Uh, pardon me, John. We've only got about a minute left. You go ahead. Oh yes. Uh, you're going somewhere with, to see Bob. What are you guys going to be at a show, or just be discussing the book? We'll be discussing the book, and then uh, probably take uh, our wives out to dinner and talk about fishing uh, later in the uh, summer, or actually later later in the season, which means maybe October, something like that. Mm-hmm. Bob and I usually get together and fish. But uh, fish yeah, I ground. always enjoyed Bob Jacklin. As you well know, he's a great guy, and he's just full of honest uh, information. Okay. Bruce, real, quick, real, real quickly, um, people listen, but they don't listen. 
I want the <laughs> I want the name of the book again and the website real quick. We only got 20, okay, 10 seconds. Okay, the website you want to get in touch with to find out fishing conditions and information in general on fishing. Five here seconds. Is called Jimmy'sFlyShop.com. And the book is five seconds. And the book uh, that just came out is uh, Fly Fishing the Greater Yellowstone Backcountry, and the new book okay. will be called uh, West Yellowstone All Fly right. Fishing. Well, that's History. it. That's it. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. 
and of course Frank Selby, and we have a very special guest, Don. Was it Iovino? Iovino? How do you pronounce it, Don? Iovino. Iovino. You, lo- in other words, you love wine, right? That's right. That's, what I mean. <laughs> That's our second passion. Yeah. Anyway, what we're going to be doing, and by the way, Don, if you don't mind, we're going to do twelve minutes with you. And then we've got another 12-minute segment with Terrafin, and I would love if you could stay on so that uh, you could share the knowledge of uh, electronics in, in finding fish. And apparently Don is an expert at this, um, so I'm, that's why I love doing this show is I learn something every week. So, Don, why don't you go tell us a little bit about yourself, and let's see what we can find out from you. Well... First of all, I live in Burbank, California. I have a big business in bass fishing. I've developed a lot of finesse-style baits. I'm known in the world of bass fishing as the godfather of finesse fishing and the guru of sonar. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Um, And I try to always come up with something different because the fish are smart, and you you just got to keep outsmarting them. When it comes to sonar, most people have trouble with interpretation, and that's what I teach. Even the good fishermen, uh, you've got to understand what you're seeing on that screen. That's very, very important. The screen, because you're dealing with sound waves. The sound waves hit something, and they come back, and that's what you're going to see. Whatever the sound wave hits, it comes back as, as, as a picture of some kind of picture. And now our units are getting more powerful, more pixels, and we're we're seeing a lot more, and they're getting uh, to the point where they're just about like a computer now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really... But video is never going to change. As far as video goes, it's always the same. You've got to learn to interpret what the mm-hmm. screen is telling you. Well, Don, let me just make a quick interjection. Um, yeah, I'm, In my limited abilities and knowledge you know to me most fish finders are nothing but screen savers you know they'll show icons of fish floating across and you go oh there's one at 30 feet oh there's three of them at 40 feet they're not fish you know they could be kelp or whatever it is Um, but if you know how to use it because you know a a real fish will have like a little red upside down crescent but uh, I'll let you go ahead and continue with that if you learn to interpret what the green the screen is telling you the fish will come they look like dotted bananas those are moving fish Mm. those fish are moving you've got to understand where the thermocline is that's the comfort zone of temperature for the fish Mm -hmm. the screen will tell you that and that's where usually most of the fish are going to be in the summer it's going to be a lot deeper thermocline in the winter time you probably won't even see it because you have too many turnovers but right now the thermocline on our lakes is 30 feet so that's where all the bait fish are. That's the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to learn to read that. And when you're looking at, at the screen, there's a lot of junk on the screen, right? But there's also, you have to interpretate, interpret the fish. The fish look like little bananas with dotted lines. Mm-hmm. They're moving fish. Mm. If, if, and then you'll see fish that look like a tree. Those are usually bluegill, hmm. crappie. 
Look like a tree? What do you mean? They'll stack up. Oh. You'll see a whole bunch of oh, little, okay. little lines. Yeah. They'll stack up. And if you're going too slow with your boat on your sonar, you're going to get long straight lines. And you got to understand what those straight lines are. Those are the fish following you, following your screen. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the formulas that you can use, because people think they're looking at their screen, they're seeing all this stuff under their boat. They're not. They're only looking, like if you're in 40 feet of water, you're only looking at 16-foot circle of sound under the boat. Mm-hmm. So that's eight, that's eight foot aside. That's all you're going to see under there. You're not seeing anything more. Whatever in that circle of sound. A good formula hey. is divide five into the depth times two. It's wait a minute, wait a minute. Five. Yeah. Into your depth. So in other words, it's, uh, let's say it's 30 feet. Okay, so five into 30 goes would be how many six times? times. Goes six times, mm-hmm. times two. It's 12. That's how much circle of sound you got under the boat. Oh. It's, not a, it's not a perfect circle, but it, it gives you, it keeps you pretty close. Mm-hmm. So then you know what you're looking at under the boat. Mm-hmm. And then remember that you're looking at your screen and you see all these pictures going across. Mm-hmm. It's only the first half inch that counts. That's now time. When you, right to left, the first half inch tells you exactly that's what's under the boat right now. Hmm. As that screen moves, you've already passed that. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, Don. So if you're going to drop your marker, you, you throw when you look at you're looking at a tree or a rock, you, and you see it in that screen, that first half, you throw it right behind you, right away. Oh, interesting. You know what? I just remembered something from a long time ago. Uh, a good friend of mine was a great fisherman. He'd take a bag of oranges with him. And, you know, when he found a fish, he'd just throw it overboard. Um, and, you know, and that way you can come back to it and know where, and know where you were and know where the fish were. Well, you can do that, but uh, if you throw an orange overboard, it's going to float. And, you know, now our, our, our units are so precise, mm-hmm. you just push the waypoint. Oh, yeah. And then you go right back to the fish mm-hmm. or the rock or whatever you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Hey, Don, one real quick question. Uh, your book is still out there, right, on bass fishing with worms? Yeah, you want to? You want me to talk a little bit about finesse fishing and worms? <laughs> yeah, well, we're good. Yeah, a, we're, a little of both, if you could, I'd appreciate it. Okay, we've only, we've, yeah, yeah, we've, only, we've only got about four minutes, so please sum it up. Well, first of all, I brought drop shot here from Japan in 1986, and I've developed the drop shot now. Everybody drop shot. So I like to use. I, I you, you got to match the hatch. So. I have a big worm business, and one of the, my favorite baits is called a little slugger. It's a baby yeah. sluggo, and it's called lightning shad. And you nose hook it about eight inches above the sinker. Mm-hmm. I use five-pound test. Matter of fact, I just caught a 9.2 bass with five-pound test maxima wow. and won the tournament with it with that bait. Wow. Now, these are plastics you're talking about? Yeah, these are plastics, mm-hmm. yeah. Hand-poured plastics. Hmm. Yeah. He's won uh, world champion how many times? I won a world champion in 1986 at Lake Mojave, and that was against every top fisherman in the country. <laughs> and that was a ranger deal, and uh, 
I won it with finesse finesse tactics, and after that, they quit calling my baits sissy baits and fairy <laughs> ones. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No, any, when, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but when you talk about Don, you talk about finesse fishing. Basically, you're just talking about light tackle. Is that correct? Light line, small hooks, small baits, and fishing uh, special rods. I came up with. I have a special finesse rod with a light tip which is very important, and you need a strong butt end so you can set the hook, but you need, you need a tip that will give a little bit. And, and you learn to fish structure. You use your, your, your sonar to find structure, and I catch a lot of suspended fish, which I call shaking on the sink. And I, I pay attention to the meter, and I catch a lot of fish doing that. Hey, Don, I got one thing to say real quick. If you ever want to watch Don, go to one of the shows and watch him do the bass tank. He's God. And I hate to get on after him. <laughs> well, I just try to give those fish in a tank because they've been everything during the course of the show, everything in the place has been thrown at them. But if you give them a real finesse style bait in a subtle mode, you're going to catch them. They'll eat it. Hmm. So a lot of times those fish are, are spooky, but that's what they are on a lake too. You know, yeah. I call them freeway bass. They've been had everything in freeway the world thrown at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always have fun with you at the show. Yeah, yeah. I always watch you up there. You're always my my booth where I sell all my tackle. Uh, is right next to the tank there. So mm -hmm. I get to watch everybody up there. So just real quickly, because we're about out of time. So you do have a line of tackle, rods, etc. And if somebody's interested, you know, where do you find it? Do you have a website? The best best thing to do is, is to mail me. Okay. At, at don.iovino, that's I-O-V like in Victor, I-N-O, at yahoo.com. Don, dot, and I'd say that one more time. Don. Iovino mm -hmm. at yahoo.com. Okay. Or they, can, or they can Facebook me, friend friend me on Facebook, and I, everything is there, and they can message me. Yeah. No, that's perfect. And But you, you, you say you have this line. Is it, uh, do you have it made someplace? And what, what, else, what all do you have? You said you've got rods. What else? I got rods. I got cranks. I copied the old wiggle wart. And, uh, when I seen what they were paying for those things, I have the cranks. The, the topwater splash it is the pop, most popular topwater bait in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have worms and rods, and I'm working on a reel right now. Wow. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, uh, fishing tackle, to me, I've always believed that um, selling fishing tackle uh, catches the angler, but it doesn't mean it catches fish. Well, his does. You hit, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah. You know, I try to sell my stuff at a reasonable price. Yeah. The fish do not know who you are, yeah. what you look like, what you're in, or what you're throwing at them. Okay. Oh, well, Don, well, Don, we're going to have to go. We're up against a break, but hopefully you can stick around with us uh, into this next segment. Is that all right? And we'll be right back with you. Yeah, I'm them up. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. 
They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. Boy, do we have a treat for our listening audience. I'm sure that uh, most people out there are somewhat computer literate, probably more than I am. And most people that have a boat have some sort of a uh, fish finder, you know, what you call it. To me, it's, you know, <laughs> it's something else. But it's a sonar device that reads the bottom and helps you find fish. And we have two experts on modern electronics, and by the in the next ten twelve minutes, you're going to learn and understand how to use electronics to find fish. Uh, we've got Jason from Terrafin. It's T E R R A F I N, I believe, right, Jason? 
That's correct. And that's uh, SST, which is sea surface temperature. And he uses satellite. He gets information, and then he feeds it through his own system <laughs> and puts it out there so that, you you know, if you're going to Mexico, the Caribbean, Alaska, um, or Southern California or, you know, Great Lakes, you can look at that site and find out, you know, what the surface temperature is and, and where exactly where it is. Now, we also, we were able to talk Don Iovino to stay with us, who's an expert on uh, sonar devices, uh, a.k.a. fish finders, on a boat. So what we'd like to do is combine these two and uh, see if we can help everybody become even more successful. So let's start with Jason. Can you explain what Terrafin is, Jason? Yeah, so Terrafin, uh, we do satellite imagery. Uh, the main two that you're going to be interested in are sea surface temperature, uh, which shows you where the warm and cold water is, and chlorophyll, which you use that to find where the green and blue water is. Mm -hmm. And then using either one of those, what you're looking for is a break. So mm -hmm. where either warm and cold water meet, or where the blue and the green water meet. And mm -hmm. those are going to be your best bet to find fish. Mm -hmm. And uh, Don, wouldn't you agree that it, it seems like you know, when, you're, when you're hunting, you go to the edge of the forest. When you're fishing, you always go to the edges, whether it's current, temperature, whatever it is. That seems to be where you had to be most successful. Is that correct? That's, that's correct. And, you know, uh, what you have to do is uh, with the sonar, you can see the thermocline where the water temperature break is, mm -hmm. uh, and which, is which mostly is the com comfort zone for most fish. Mm -hmm. It'll be a little straight little lines across the screen. That's exactly where the water temperature break is, mm -hmm. and our and a lot of and our sonar units also have a temperature transducer that will tell you what the surface temperature of the water is. Mm -hmm. So you can look at the surface temperature of the water, and you can look at where the comfort zone is for the fish in the deeper water. Mm -hmm. In the summer, it it goes deeper, and in the winter, it really goes deep. Well, Jason, I know you spend time in uh, in, in in Baja. But you're talking about blue water and green water. The green water has more algae in it. But when you talk right. about blue water fishing, you know, that's usually where you're after marlin and that's. So give us give us an idea of what is it you're looking for. Are you looking for blue or green? Well, um, you're actually looking for where the two meet. So mm -hmm. if, you, you're, if you're talking about marlin, tuna, dorado, uh, all of them really like to swim in that clear blue water. Mm -hmm. um, but they also like to eat. Mm -hmm. So all the nutrients are in that more green, off-color water where there's uh, more plankton. It's the plankton that's giving off the chlorophyll, making it that green, greener mm -hmm. color. More plankton means more bait fish. Bait fish are what the, all the fish we want to catch, want to eat. So go right along those edges where mm -hmm. the blue and the green meet. Mm -hmm. Well, gosh, it doesn't even seem fair if you've got all these electronics. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Don, would you want to comment on that? Yeah, he's, he's way ahead of me when it comes to what he's talking about. I mean, they, they have a completely different system of what they're using to, uh, to, to, between the green water. He's right about the plankton, because we have plankton in fresh water, too, and the bait fish feed off the plankton, and they do the same thing in salt water. But what he's, what he's doing in his system is, more, is much more complicated, and it's, it's very... You know, it, it, it's going to show you a lot more than our videos can show you on the mm -hmm. sonar. Uh, uh, Jason, I, I mean, I'm not smart enough to figure out what he's talking about, but 
it sounds like it's a very, very good system to understand what, yeah. what the fish are doing and what the water is and the color and the feeding and all that. That's a good deal. Well, uh, uh, Jason, uh, what you do is sea surface temperature, which means ocean. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you have uh, any imagery of any of the lakes or the larger lakes? No, no lakes or anything. So yeah, we're all all offshore, all mm-hmm. ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, all the U.S., a whole U.S., Mexico, Central parts of South America, and actually just expanded to Australia as well. Wow, yeah. But uh, you know the, you know if you've got a you know a reasonably good sized boat that you can go offshore thirty, forty, fifty miles. Um, fuel is extremely expensive. So if you're going to be taking off in the morning and you go, well, I wonder where the fish are. Well, let's go find them. Well, you might, you might burn a few hundred dollars worth of fuel before you end up in the right spot. But if yeah, you're, you if end you're up sm- going 30 yeah. miles in the wrong direction. Yeah, but if you're, smart enough, the other way. if you're smart enough to go online and check the tariff in, you go, oh, okay, this is where we're going to go. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's the whole goal. So uh, you still need all the instruments that are on your boat. Um, satellite data is great to get you a, a plan beforehand and know mm-hmm. the areas that the right water's in. Mm-hmm. And what it'll do, uh, it'll get you within a square kilometer. That's as close as the satellite data can get you. Mm-hmm. And then when you're there, then you start using all the instruments on your boat, your sonar, your temperature gauges, and everything, and really start to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. So you're not just out there... Uh, flying blind, hoping to come across something. And also, uh, uh, Don, I don't know, you know, how much you've done, you know, in blue water fishing. I know you're primarily um, finesse fishing in lakes and streams, but uh, I don't know if you have any comments on using sonar in deeper water. In the ocean, you know, that sonar is is the heart of all sport fishing boats. Without their sonar, they're, they're dead meat. You have their GPS, their radar, and their sonar. Uh, Furuno and a lot of those big companies, uh, there isn't a boat out there, commercial boat, that doesn't have uh, all kinds of electronics. Because electronics, without their electronics, they, they're lost. Mm-hmm. What, what, what he's doing is he's putting those guys in the right area. And then after that, they've got to use their electronics to go from there. Right. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, you know, there's probably a very high majority of our listeners that have boats, and most any of them probably has some sort of a, what you call a fish finder on board. But there is a difference. The less expensive ones, you can read the bottom. And, you know, and again, I said that to me, you know, most most of them, it's just a screensaver. You get these fish floating by, but they're not really fish. But in order to get a, a sonar equipment that's really going to do the job, that you can actually find the fish and identify the fish, how much money are we talking about? Well, Lawrence has come out with some hook series and some elite series that are not very expensive. Uh, you can get them for like six to a thousand dollars, and they do a good job. Mm-hmm. The guy doesn't have a lot of money, and uh, and he just wants to get one decent unit to, to interpret what he's seeing on in, when he's out there fishing. Uh, he can he spend between a seven to eleven hundred. Okay, to get a good unit. Okay, 
Oh, the hook series. Yeah. Well, when you figure the cost of what it costs you to go fishing, you know, if you find something that works, um, you know, that's that's not bad. Not, no, not really. But you know, we have we have our new carbon units that uh, the seven, nine, twelve, and sixteen that go anywhere from five thousand to two thousand. So yeah. it's, it's all the better what you want to spend and how much you want to to understand on your. Yeah. Well, like I said, the knowledge with the more expensive units, it takes a lot more knowledge to push those buttons. Yeah. But the hook series, they ain't that complicated, and for the average fisherman, they're they're good enough. Well, let's 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 step back just a little bit. Uh, because you've mentioned a couple times is being able to read it. Can you give us uh, just in about 30 seconds or a minute a quick overview of what you want to see and what it means on the screen? You mentioned a banana. Well, if you're looking at your screen, first of all, like you talked about, you want to see the depth. You want to see if it's what kind of bottom. You want a hard bottom in fresh water, so you need to, you need to see a big yellow thick thickness. You don't want a thin yellow thickness. You want it big. You want to see fish moving, so they look like little bananas and little dotted lines. You want to know where the thermocline is, and it's look, it'll be little dots across the screen. You want to see what the bait fish are doing. You want to see where the rocks are. The rocks will show a little yellow, little red. So once you learn a little bit of that, uh, I have a cheat sheet that teaches that. Uh, and... Uh, People hire me to go out with their, they get their new bath. Okay. Well, Don, Don, don't mean to interrupt you, but we're almost out of time. How do you use it? Don, we're, we're almost out of time. I don't mean to interrupt you. But uh, uh, you do have um, a video or teaching device. And by the way, you know, if both of you guys, uh, we have to take a break in less than a minute. But we'll have about a three-minute segment. Would you guys mind hanging around when we come back? I'll be here. Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, but um, Don, to, in order to get the information that you teach uh, in just like 10, 15 seconds, give us a website or a way to contact it. I have a book. Okay. That has sonar and finesse fishing in it, and there's a lot of good information Fantastic. There for, for the average guy Perfect. on sonar. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back, find out what the name of it is and where to get it. But I'm sure I could use one of those. All right, so you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Uh, please go to the website, uh, fishhunttalkradio.com, and you can listen to the show. Anything you missed, you can hear it again and again and again. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, motors, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. 
You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and I'm so excited. One of the reasons I really enjoy doing this show is I learn something every week. Well, I'm learning a lot today because we have two experts on electronics. We have uh, Jason that operates Terrafin, T-E-R-R-A-F-I-N. Was it Terrafin.com, Jason? Yep, that's it. And if, before, you know, if you do not go to the website and find out um, what the, temp- the sea surface temperature is in certain areas, um, you're going to burn a lot of money and waste a lot of money looking in, all in the wrong places. What's that song? Anyway, but... Anyway, you have a subscription basis, which I think is way, way underpriced. I mean, for what you pay in a, uh, a year subscription is probably a third of what money you'd fuel, you'd waste looking for fish. And, and tell us real quickly about that. Yeah, so we're, uh, new subscription is $109 uh, for a year. Uh, that gets you access to our site, our mobile app. Um, all the different types of data we do, you'll get SST charts, which are the temperature charts, chlorophyll, uh, altimetry, currents, uh, and one that we call a cloud-free SST, which is a temperature chart that we'll get even on days that it's cloudy. Really? That must be new. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now also, Don, um, we just before we finished up, you just mentioned that I go, how do we find out this stuff? And he goes, well, I wrote a book. Well, okay, tell us about the book and how do you get it? Well, the book has a lot of good information for the average guy. It will help them with their units. Uh, it's not a tell-all, but there's enough there for, for the amount of time that you, if you really read the book, you're going to learn a lot. And if you want to get the book, you can either friend me on Facebook and message me or 
email me at don.iovino at yahoo.com. Okay, Yahoo. Okay. I've tried to spell yahoo.com. Okay. All right, so it's it's Don. Dot. Yes. Don.iovino. I O V like in Victor. Uh huh. I N O. At yahoo.com. At, at yahoo.com. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I think that both of you guys um, have done such a tremendous job in helping people that are, you know, maybe not commercial anglers, but serious anglers, because it's it's always been just kind of like, well, okay, well, you know, you just, you know, there's a lot of fish in the ocean, but 90% of the ocean doesn't have fish. So you got to, so you got you know you got to go in the right place and you know and uh, find the find the fish and hopefully you'll find them when they're hungry and the rest of it doesn't really matter that much does it yeah. but but uh, anyway Frank go ahead yeah one, exactly. one minute one minute I'll Frank. see you at the show okay Donnie are you there. Donnie, is there? I'm here. I'm okay. Here. All right. Anyway, we got uh, 30 seconds left, uh, or I guess maybe a minute, uh, but we're going to wrap it up. So, um, I, you know, I, I think as far as contacts, as I said, people listen, but they don't really listen. So, first of all, go to Fish Talk Radio or Fish, Fish Hunt, Hunt. or Fish Hunt Talk Radio dot com, and right on the front page, you're going to find this show. And I would suspect it would be very well worth your time to click on it and listen to it and get all the information that we've heard and get in touch with these guys. You know, go to Terrafin, is it Terrafin.com, is that right, Jason? Yeah, ter- Terrafin.com, mm-hmm. that's T-E-R-R-A-F-I-N. Okay, and then Don Iovino, which means I love wine, I-O-V-I-N-O, at Yahoo.com. And uh, let's get that book. I'm going to do it. So I really appreciate you guys coming on, and I think it's very informative. I think we've helped a lot of people out there to catch more fish. Yeah, and tell them to get the bass fishing book, too. That's great. Okay. All right. You gone, too. All right. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Uh, you're listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to the website. Check it out and give us a call. Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and this is Frank Selby. Hey, Frank. Hey, how's it going? We seem to be doing pretty good today. Ah, it keeps getting better all the time. You know, the the first hour that we talked to uh, uh, Jason from Terrafin, and Don Iovino um, at uh, yahoo.com. Yeah. You know, if if you are an angler and you're listening to us and you want to find the fish, uh, in this day and age, electronics are huge. But if you don't know how to use them, they, they don't do you much good, do they? <laughs> So, anyway, listen to, you know, go back to the website, uh, fishhunttalkradio.com, and uh, listen, you know, listen to the whole show. You're going to be very, very impressed. I'm impressed. That's why, Frank, that's why I like doing this show every week because 
been doing it for a long time, and I'm not very smart, but every week I learn something new. Well, the day you stop learning, the day you should die. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, and I got a, hopefully I've got a, a lot more to learn. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I got another 25 years at least. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I'm going to outlive my great grandfather. <laughs> he lived to be 116. No way. That's impossible. Yeah, no, that's how old he lived. Uh, he, for years, he was the oldest living man in Missouri and throughout all the United States. Man, that's going to be a record breaker. 116? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Well, you, and you must my have some... uncles, there's not one of my family, barring war or accidents, haven't lived to be over 104. Wow, you've sure got some good genes. Yeah, you, but don't step in front of a bus or something. Yeah, well, you, well, you see how well I am for my age, and we won't say my age over the radio. Ah, uh, you're still a kid, especially, yeah. especially when you that, got those kind of genes. That's why I know yeah. ever old timer you call. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm one day younger and dirt, and my best friend's one day older. <laughs> he's probably in the dirt, but anyway, he's, no, no, actually, he's he's just getting out of rehab today from the stroke. I think yeah. I hope. Right. Well, anyway, uh, well, there's some stuff we're going to talk about. We're going to come right back, and uh, it's going to be fun. So pay very close attention, everybody. You're listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to fishontalkradio.com. Listen as much as you want. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. He's a great American fisherman. He'll fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, Lord knows he'll be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. Great American fisherman got fishing in his soul. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Frank Selby, our other host. And we have on the line with us someone else that we've had on a couple of times, but, you know, <clears throat> I can't get enough. Keep bringing him back. We have Chris Witt, and he's out of Florida, and he is, uh, I guess, an entrepreneur, inventor, and um, Chris, before I introduce you, is that to me, most tackle manufacturers are hooking anglers and not necessarily the fish. <laughs> so everybody goes, oh, I've got this great idea. It's for sure, for sure. It buzzes and beeps and it flashes and drives fish crazy. You're going to catch them like you can't believe. Well... <laughs> Normally, the you know the angler goes, oh yeah, that sounds good. I'll buy one of those, but it doesn't work. But what you do, verifiably works. So if you don't mind, give us a bit of an idea of what, what it is that you do, Chris. Uh, well, John, I, I appreciate you again having me on your show. That's very kind of you. Uh, at present, I'm here in the Northwest uh, uh, Washington State uh, celebrating my parents' 69th wedding anniversary. But um, I started out bill fishing, and and in my fishing career, I fished in probably four or five different fisheries. And the one thing that keys in on every single living thing or living organism that's got eyes is flash. So if you can show any kind of flash to a fish, you're going to at least turn its head. So I, I took that, and and uh, I came up with some different shapes. I used one that is a, a common shape, uh, but I've, I've changed it in the way that I do. And I came up with another one that I actually put in competition with that one in order to get it back under my fold and under, under my reign again. Uh, so I have Rip and Who uh, teasers and Hellraiser teaser series now. Both of them are sister stainless steel mirrored teasers. Um, uh, and, and they can bring fish in in clear water from up to a fifth of a mile into 900 feet deep. Same concept as using uh, diamond jigs for tuna at night. You know, even at night, fish can see fly. Hmm. You know, it's coming off the rig. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, I think, I, I, you know, every week I learn stuff. But it seems to me that someone told me that fish, their eyesight is a little bit different than ours. They can see, you know, in like 120 feet of water, they can see 60 feet. And well, also, do not see colors the way we do. So every, every year when you go into a tackle shop, 
and you look at the wall of the plethora of colors of different skirts coming out, you're right. Those are there meant to catch fishermen and not fish. <laughs> um, you know, so if, if you want to go with something that, that works, you, you find out what the locals are using. Yeah. And, and, and that's what you go with. You don't bring down your stars and stripes skirts expecting some kind of miracle to happen. Yeah. But, but the one consistent thing that works has nothing to do with lures. It has everything to do with getting the fish to your boat. Even if your boat ran on Tesla electric motors, all right, these not only put out flash, they also put out vibration, which is the only way a fish can hear, and that's through its lateral line. Mm -hmm. And the most sensitive of those fish are the sharks, mm. which is why sharks will eat off half of your fish before you get it to the boat, regardless mm -hmm. of how far the shark is. Mm -hmm. So it was my idea, you know, because I got skunked on my first trip, spending big money going out there to, to catch fish. And they had what they called teasers behind the boat. They're using some dock fender and, and a big old squid skirt. And then they put out a gigantic uh, black bar teaser on there. And, and nothing came up. And I said, this isn't going to happen again to me. And so I, uh, in my buddy's swimming pool, I started uh, designing my own teasers, and that was in 1997. I've been doing it ever since, and I compete with myself, which is, is fun, you mm -hmm. know, because I can sell one, uh, and if I can sell that one, then I can certainly sell the other one, <clears throat> you know, to the same person, because they do two different things. Well, uh, just a, a quick introduction. When... We first talked to you. I didn't quite understand what it was that you did, uh, because you know you get a squid squirt um, skirt or the a spreader bar, and it looks right. like a school of fish going through the water, and people right. use that, and I guess it works. What you do is something completely different. You have normally what like six flashers in a string that you put out four to six. Okay, four to six flashers. In, on a string, but it's actually not string. I mean, right. no wonder your stuff isn't cheap. I mean, that stuff was made very high quality, stainless steel, cable and fittings and stuff. Man, it cost you much a fortune just for the parts. But anyway, yeah. anyway, um, what it is, it's a stringer of flashers that you put out, what, 20, 30 feet behind the boat? Uh, uh, yeah, generally, uh, the ripping who is a lot easier to keep within uh, 20, 25 feet of the of the stern strictly because of the uh, amount of drag mm -hmm. that L-Ripper causes. But oh, it does. Ripping who is so versatile because you can take the, uh, you only need a 10-ounce weight, and you can run it on the surface, you can run it off your outriggers, you can run it off downriggers. They're doing all that off of Blue Sky Cabo in uh, Cabo San Lucas. Yeah. And uh, Jim Korczynski down there that we know, you know, he's got eight boats down there. And, yeah. And he's loaded them all up with, with both Rip New yeah. and Hellraiser. Well, we've only, got a, we've only got a couple minutes, but let me comment on what you just said. Jim is a good friend of mine. He has Blue Sky, uh, I think it's Blue Sky Cabo or uh, Fishing yeah. Cabo. Anyway, um, but he has a fleet, you know, of very high-end, multi-million-dollar boats. And I talked to him, I don't know, months, two months ago, about the Bisbee Black and Blue, which is the huge 
tournament that pays off millions of dollars. And he goes, right. you know, he goes, I'm not interested, and I'm, I don't even want to charter my boats for it. It's too much trouble. It's this and that. Well, he, <laughs> because of you, he's decided to enter the tournament himself because he thinks he has a huge advantage. And when I first talked to him about you, he was telling me about your product, but he wouldn't tell me who you were or how to get it <laughs> because he didn't want everybody else to find out about it. He wanted the advantage yeah. just to himself. But he's finally, you know, cut loose and and uh, uh, gave me your... But he told yeah. you. He told yeah. you. He doesn't tell anybody there. Yeah, well, <laughs> guess what? When he tells me, everybody knows, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Way too many. Yeah. Anyway, all I can say is that I know verifiably that it works and if anybody's interested um how do they find out about it uh chris if you don't uh, mind i have two pages on facebook one is uh riffin who just by itself r-i-p-p-i-n-h-o-o second word which is actually uh putting two types of, of fishing together i used to rip a worm across the grass bed for bass and the last three letters of Ballyhoo or the who part of it, and that's what we always tip our shirts with. Yeah. The other one is Hellraiser Caesar series. That's on a, a separate page on Facebook. Hellraiser. And the Rip and Who website is being redone along with the okay. logo. So but you said so uh, it's either Rip and Who or Hellraiser. Is that correct? Uh, Hellraiser. Yeah. No, one word. Hellraiser. Oh, one and, word. Okay. Uh, the websites will be up shortly. I'm in contact with them, and I had uh, all the die stamps and uh, uh, die cutters sent from Texas to North mm -hmm. Carolina. So he's working on getting all the blades ready and set to mm -hmm. me uh, to get that going ASAP. Okay. Uh, well, so Chris, I, Chris, I, uh, I, I think it would be a good idea to see if we can get uh, one in Frank's hands. Yeah, Frank, you need to get in touch with me, man. Uh, go to uh, rippinwho at gmail.com and contact me anytime. Rippinwho, uh, it's R-I-P-P-I-N-H-O-O dot com. Is that what you said? Uh, uh, at gmail.com. Oh, gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, that's my okay. that's my business address. Okay. And, uh, rip, com will be up shortly. Okay. And Caesar.com right. will be up all right. shortly. Well, we got to go. And all I can say is that it's it's verifiable, proven to me, that it really works. And, he is you know, one of them in... Uh, we Up got, in Alaska, you can get yes. salmon. Yeah, well, we had to go down pretty deep. But yes, we got to go now. You are listening to Fish on Track Radio. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 
1-800-777-7729. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. You can't catch fish. 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 I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so we can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him, guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, cause hey, you could pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy, you can't fish. I told you there, guy. Can't catch fish. What do you think you're doing? Can't catch fish. For tripe's sake. You can't catch fish. Go back to Illinois, hey. Can't catch fish. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. And we also have, of course, Frank Selby. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know, is he helping us out or I'm helping him out, I'm not sure. But we have someone else on the line that we've had on before. But I want to bring him back because he's so darn interesting. His name is Frank Addington, and he's a.k.a. known as the Aspirin Buster. And, you know, you know, I, I'm not even going to try and explain it. Um, Frank Selby, do you want to explain it? Sure. Frank is probably one of the best shots. He shoots one to three aspirins behind his back with a bow. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you've never, my sister went nuts because he just very clipped it. So he made him throw another one and he just powdered it. <laughs> and she talks about it every time she gets on the damn now, boat. Say, I think she thinks more of Frank than Frank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what we're talking about is someone will throw an aspirin, a baby aspirin in the air and uh frank will take his uh you know conventional um bow and arrow hold it behind his back 
and while that aspirin is in the air, he'll shoot an arrow at it and hit it. That's I mean, correct. I'll ask Frank how many times he does that. Well, I, just, to me, it doesn't even seem possible. That's what we bank on. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we like the Doubting Thomas if they show up. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is that we talked before, and I think it's interesting because, you know, when you're, you know, if you've got a rifle and a scope, you know, and you spot something in, you bring it down, you know, and you can hit the target. But with a, a bow and arrow, you don't have a scope. You don't even have a sight. And then take that and put it behind your back. There's no way that you can aim that arrow to hit that target. So how how does that happen? I call it target acquisition. My eyes, I've trained, my eyes are 20 over 8. I, I need to disclose that. I was born with exceptional vision, and that's been a gift uh, from God because that's, that's as good as a human eye gets. So... Those aspirin look like they're Volkswagen wheels to me. But anyway, um, I trained my brain and my eyes and my hands. I shot as a child. I'm 51, and I started shooting in 1971 at the age of four. And I was very disciplined. My parents owned and operated an archery shop, kind of like Frank's his and her shop. It was just a nice mom-and-pop archery business, but, you know, they, they custom tuned bows for people. They outfitted them and got them going, showed them how to do it. I've seen Frank do that hundreds of times with uh, people that never fly fish. Frank will teach them how to cast. And my dad did that with bows. He would teach people how to use bows. And anyway, I grew up shooting hours and hours a day as a kid and a teenager and a young adult. And um, a friend of mine in Special Forces watched me perform he said, Frank, what you do is called target acquisition. So my eyes are not seeing the weapon. They're not seeing the uh, the arrow, the bow, nothing. They look at the target. They're looking where I want the projectile to be. And that's whether I shoot a slingshot, a pistol, a bow. I don't use a sight. I look at where I want the object to be. And then that's my brain and hands job to put the projectile there. Mm. And, I, and I don't meddle with it. I don't interrupt it. I let it happen. It's just kind of a... A Zen thing, if you want, you know, mm-hmm. it just kind of happens. Um, what do they call it? Muscle training, or it's like when you swing a golf club, or when you do something. If you concentrate on what you're doing, it doesn't work. It just has to, you know, you look where you want it to be, and you, you know, your, you know, your muscles are trained, you know, to to do to accomplish that. Well, they call it muscle memory, but you know, yeah, muscle the, memory. Yeah. The the other part of my shooting it requires some NLP and that's a big term of why Whitsmall is a friend of mine. And he, uh, he founded or helped found neuro linguistic programming. Neuro? Neuro, neuro, like neurologist. Oh, neuro. Uh, okay. Linguistic programming. And basically what that is, it's a mental, it's a type of mental coaching where he coached me because when I was younger, I would be shooting really, really good. Somebody flip on a TV camera, and I'd miss the target. And and he had to teach me, Frank, you've got to be the same Frank, whether it's 5,000 people, 10,000, 15,000, or one person, or one camera, or 10 cameras. And and I worked with Wyatt, 
and he basically taught me how to master the mental side of archery. Mm-hmm. And and that's a big part of what I do is having mm-hmm. mentally because you know when you when you look at archers or golfers or any sport, they all all the top competitors have the best bows, the best arrows. They've had reasonable similar training, reasonable length of time shooting. So the advantage goes to the man who's got the or woman who's got the mental mastery of the sport. Mm-hmm. You look at Tiger Woods, you know, early in his career he was undefeatable and then he you know, he couldn't be beaten and then he went through some things and he you know, there was some stuff went on and, and I think that messed with his mental game as much as his physical game. Well, no, I think that's a good analogy is that it is uh you know, golf is um you know, you can get the mechanics, but, you know, if you've got things going on and you can't focus on what you're trying to do, it doesn't work. And he had so many distractions that, you know, it's, uh, you know, he start. it seems like he's coming back, but he had so many distractions that it, it ruined his game. Well, and, and, you know, he's a super athlete. He's probably one of the best athletes in the world. And I remember hearing about him changing his caddy and he changed his swing and he changed things that... I wish he could have met Wyatt Woodsmall because Wyatt, Wyatt worked with Greg Luginis, the diver, mm-hmm. and won all the Olympic medals. And Wyatt, uh, something, something to do with the military training time, Wyatt cut it in half using his techniques. And in a nutshell, Wyatt, Wyatt's premise is that, to, to, for lack of a better analogy, that we have cassette tapes in our brain. Mm-hmm. And if he took the cassette tape out of my brain and put it in a new shooter's brain, in other words, if he interviewed me, asked specific questions, what do you think about, what do you look at, what do you do, and he and he asked enough detailed questions, he could then program somebody that never touched a bow, and they may not equal my shooting, but they would be far more experienced than than they could be otherwise. In other words, it's very it's a it's a very interesting science. Well, and you think about some some of the places I perform, you have to have that mental. Well, stuff, Frank, you, know? you you've been doing this since you were four. If someone is thinking of taking up the sport, or they you know they've just kind of fooled around with it, um, how long and how much time would it take for them to develop not your skills, obviously, but enough skills to be <clears throat> successful? Well, if they if they will go to just like a brand new fly fisherman. I wouldn't tell them to go to a big box store. I'd say go to Frank's shop. I'd tell them to go to an archery pro shop like my parents have. Go somewhere where a pro can fit them with a bow, get them started properly, give them the basics. And then it's up to them. And some people take to it like a fish to water. Some take a while. But, you know, we taught a governor one time to shoot a bow in one afternoon. He had never pulled a bow in his life. Hmm. And, And within one afternoon, we had this governor shooting popping balloons at 20 yards and you know balloons mm-hmm. we we're putting them about the size of a deer's lungs mm-hmm. so so in other words if he went hunting he's he was proficient now obviously he needed more experience needed more practice but he was popping balloons like crazy the first day hmm. and uh you right. know and now he was using sights and release he was using all the equipment but yeah so, yes, that's a pretty good deal. Well, we don't have a, a much time left, uh, but a quick question. There's a lot of different types and varieties of bows and arrows. Can you kind of summarize real quickly? Well, you know, you've got long bows, recurves, compounds. With my shows, I use the recurve bow, 
and that's what the target Olympian shooters use. Then the popular boat today is the compound, and and you know I shoot for Hoyt. There's different brands on the market. What I suggest people do: go to your pro shop, tell them how much you want to spend, and then custom shoot a couple, try them. It's kind of like Ford, Chevy, Dodge. Find the one that fits you, and then buy it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but I'm coming to California. I'll be out your all's way very soon. And oh yeah, you're coming to Pomona, right? I'm coming to the California RV Show, um, October five, six, seven. Uh, the Friday the fifth, we're going to do 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Saturday the sixth, I'm going to do 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And that's that's and, a, that's a, that's the Pomona Convention Center or Fairgrounds or something. Is that right? Fairgrounds, I believe. Yeah. And then okay. and then uh, the seventh, Sunday the seventh, I'm doing 11 a.m. only. And because then I'm headed back to Texas. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. I'm coming to the state fair. I go straight from the Pomona RV show, the California RV show, to the state fair of Texas. We're mm-hmm. going to do a 14-day run with the state fair. Wow. Four, four shows a day at the Texas state fair. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, been, it's a busy year. I was just in Minneapolis two weekends in a row. Headed to Wisconsin tomorrow. Well, and, so. and, you know, it, you know, it seems to me that you travel with some pretty heavy hitters. Yeah, and I, well, I Frank that, Selby, you talking about Frank? No. <laughs> well, Frank hangs out with me, so that's you know that shows important how how important he is. But uh, some of the people that are going to be in the show with you or are coming with you are are uh, superstars. Well, you know the, the the true superstars are the ones on the bleachers, the kids that yeah. sit there bright eyed and they they get yeah. excited. I tell them turn off the computer, turn off the video game, spend your time. Outdoors, go hunting, go fishing, go shooting archery with your family. Yeah, you know my mom's seventy-two and just her twentieth bear with the bow. Well, two years ago, <laughs> that's fantastic. So, anyway, we're about out of time, but Frank, it's always a pleasure to have you on, and hopefully, people that are listening get you know get to get some ideas about how it works, and if they want to get in touch with you, then we'll you know just let us know and we'll we'll fix them up. You are listening yeah. to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. Uh, listen to the show. Get in touch with us. Find what you want. And ask any questions. Oh, Lord. Honey, that sounds like rain. Hey, woman. Get the young. Let's go. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. If you think that'll help, you're in for a surprise, cause money. Can't buy school, you know the guys and me. We can catch a mad will against Shad Rat. You ain't no match. Fish are just something that you can't catch. For crying out loud, guy. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Built a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention to spinning. I was staring at a 10-pound shiny bass When I tried to pull the fish inside I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh I was so scared I threw my rod up in the air Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. Yes, this is John Hennigan. And we also, of course, have Frank Selby. And uh, we have another one of our, you know, kind of co-hosts, I think, that uh, we can call him that, is Mark Lassane. Uh You know, it's spelled like lasagna, but it's not. <laughs> he is the editor of Bass Angler Magazine, and he's a tournament uh, professional bass angler. And besides that, he's a good guy. So we're going to well, talk. Thank you. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but Mark, I'm sure you've got something to talk, we can talk about. And uh, uh, Frank Selby, you haven't been very active in the show today, so you know why don't you jump in there and talk to Mark a well, little bit? I I love bass fishing. The only difference he uses conventional, and I use fly. We both have the, a lot of fun. I don't do tournaments because they don't allow us to use fly rods in bass tournaments. You know, if, if, if I can interrupt just for a second, um, I'm not an expert bass or bass angler or fly angler. Matter of fact, I'm not an expert at anything, but I know... Yes, you are. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Radio. Okay, well, anyway. Oh, oh, that, oh, that's the other thing. Anyway... Um, I know that fly fishing works, and I know that you can catch bass on a fly. And I, I just want to uh, talk to uh, uh, to Mark a little bit about that. And it's like when we went up to Alaska a few weeks ago, uh, Frank said, "I'm going to take my fly rod and catch a halibut." I go, Frank. Wow. That's good luck with that. I said, if anybody can do it, you can. But I've never seen it. 
And then uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, of course he caught a halibut. That's <laughs> Frank Selby. But anyway, the uh, director of promotion up there, a good friend of mine at uh, Clover Pass Resort, um, I asked him. I says. When's the last time you saw someone bring in a halibut on a fly rod? And he goes, uh, see, I've been up here for, what, 15 years? Uh, never. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I didn't catch the halibut I wanted to catch. No, he wanted a 200-pounder. But anyway. <laughs> that would be a pretty big fly rod. Man, that would be, be a crazy deal. Yeah. Any, in, anyway, uh, Mark, what I was going to say about using fly rods and uh, f- fishing for uh, bass. In a tournament, um, I don't think there's any particular rules against the type of equipment you have. But my understanding is that you cannot use a, r- a rod that's more than seven feet. And most well, fly you know, rods... Go ahead. Recently, they changed that law, and mm-hmm. now I, I believe it's they're like 10 feet. So you can have a 10-foot rod. So you could go fly fishing for bass in a tournament. I, you could. Well, they actually do have a fly fishing bass tournament in oh. the California Delta, oh. and it was a couple couple months ago they had it. Oh. And they had yeah. a pretty big turnout. I'm going to say there was 50 boats, and the guys caught a lot of fish. There was a few big ones caught. That's interesting. I, I didn't. I didn't fish it uh, just because you know I really don't even know how to use a fly rod. So, <laughs> yeah. for, for well, one thing, I'll tell you what. Frank, I don't have any. I have yeah. one fly rod um, that I've had for like thirty years that uh, I never caught a fish on. Well, is it bamboo from your great grandfather? I just about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where do you live? I live in uh, San Ramon, so I'm about forty miles east of San Francisco. Oh, well, one of these days I'll fly up, we'll go bass fish, and uh, I'll help you, and you can help me with, yeah. uh, well, like, uh, Vito, he always, he helped me a lot with the worms, so. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, uh, well, I don't know, Mark, let's put it this way. Um <laughs> How many professional bass anglers are there, and how many professional trout anglers are there? <laughs> so, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> you know, there's probably only a couple of professional trout anglers, and those guys would be guides. Yeah. Because they really don't have, you know, there's not a tournament circuit. Bass yeah. fishing is kind of its own, yeah. you know, its own uh, yeah. nucleus. Well, you know, that's why we brought you on, because it's something that's it's huge, and we got to cover it. And hopefully before we end the interview, you'll give us some tips. But, uh, you know, the idea of fly fishing for bass um, is very interesting. I think we've talked about it once or t- twice in the last few years, but uh, um, it works. Can I jump yeah. in and say one thing real quick? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Both ways of catching bass yeah. are hilarious fun. Yeah. And when it not becomes fun, then it becomes work. Then I don't care for it. There you go. Well, Mark, <laughs> most bass fishermen love it, so it's not really work. It's fun. Well, Mark, I have to say that you know I enjoy bass fishing, but I'm lazy. And you know these bass anglers, they'll throw a hundred times for one fish. I mean, obviously that's, for that's you, that's true. probably yeah. So, sure, sure. Yeah. Same with the fly well, it guy. Makes it, all worth, makes it all worthwhile when you catch one. Yeah. So yes. Uh, I'll tell you, I've taken a, uh, several guys out because I guide on the California Delta a little bit, and I've taken several guys out that wanted to bring their fly rods, and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, sure, bring it along. Um, 
and I'm going to tell you, that's a lot of work. Those, you know, you know, where do they ever, what, you know, I know you call it, it's something with the line where you pull the line out and you let it go down the bottom of the, the boat and then you throw it out again, you pull it back. And, and I'm going I'm to say, you know, they all caught fish on them, but it was actually a lot more work than conventional. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you know, keeps me it's, young. It's really fun to throw a little fly and, and watch the fish come up on top and, and hit it. You know, and I don't care if it's a, you know, a trout or a crappie or a carp or a bass or a bluegill. You know, anything come up on top and eat, eat your bait, it's really, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jigs or any topwater bait is a lot of fun to watch a bass take that. It sounds like a freight train sometimes. Well, Mark, you are a professional bass angler or a semi-professional, I don't know what they call it, but you've won a lot of tournaments, and you you know, that's what you do. And, of course, you're editor of uh, um, Bass Angler, is it Mag or Magazine? Bass Angler Mag? That's a, that, the, the website is Bass Angler Mag. The magazine is Bass Angler Magazine. Okay. Uh, and, you know, so obviously you probably know something about it. Uh, but I, I'd like to ask you just to help some people out, is what are some of the things that you find the most successful? There's a lot of different types of baits. And you throw the frags, the uh, frogs up on the bank and flip them into the water and crank baits and this and that. But, right. Uh, yep. what, so, you... Yeah, there's, there's so many. There's a, a million different types. So, like you talk about, frogs are really fun. They're the uh, rubber frog hollow, the hollow body inside, and they have hooks that go in there. And the hooks are um, not exposed. They're against the body. So it's something that you can kind of throw into any any kind of muck or junk and, and still get it through. It takes a little bit of work to learn how to catch a fish on it because you'll have to work the frog, and then you have to set the hook pretty hard when the frog bites. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have crankbaits, and crankbaits are something you throw where there's usually not a lot of uh, debris or vegetation because it has treble hooks and it'll get hung up. Mm. Uh, and then uh, you know, and then there's uh, spinner baits, which you can throw into the place with a little more debris. It'll kind of come through there pretty well. Those are those are three really good methods to catch fish, mm-hmm. um, especially this time of year. And then you have uh, you know plastic worms. So there's and there's a lot of different varieties. There's like uh, you know the fat, fat cigar shaped ones, uh, like mm-hmm. a yellow Otosenko, and then we have like a six inch robo worm, which is a little thinner one. And these worms, you put a little weight in front of it, and you use, like, an extra wide gap hook. You can look that up on the Internet if you don't know what it is. And then you rig it up, Texas rig, and you can kind of throw that thing anywhere. Well, why don't you, just, just, real quick, Texas rig, Carolina rig, tell us real quickly about that. Well, a Texas rig is where you put the, the eyelet of the hook, so you got to run the hook through the worm where the eyelet of the hook is at the head of the worm, mm-hmm. and then you're going to come back with the hook part of mm-hmm. the hook, and you're going to hook it into the plastic mm-hmm. where it's not sticking out so that it can go through the stuff. Right. So a uh, Texas rig is that hook with a weight right in front of it. A Carolina rig is that rig with a long leader, and the weight is up about two foot from uh, from the bait itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and worms are if for guys starting out, worms are really uh, probably the easiest way to catch fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, real simple. Kids can do it. Anybody can do it. Usually not going to get hung up, so you so you won't get too frustrated using mm-hmm. it. Can I ask you a quick question? Do they sure. still use hula poppers? 
Sure. I loved them yeah. when I was a kid. Well, it's hula, hula poppers are the, I felt, you know, that's the old, old style, which, I'm, yeah. you know, they still work. Probably not a lot of guys have them. But we use, uh, like, a little little poppers. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're a lot fancier now. They have real custom paint jobs. And, okay. You know, they look like a real fish on the outside. Well, again, we're, we're running out of time. And, and uh, maybe, Mark, you can hang around for the last three minutes if you're available. A uh, quick question sure. for you. Live bait. First of all, are you allowed to use live bait in a tournament? And is it effective? Live bait can be very effective. I've done really well at Clear Lake on it. Hardly ever fish live bait, but I do it at Clear Lake once in a while just because you catch really big ones, and it's so much fun. And it, it is illegal in tournaments to use any kind of live bait. The only thing you can use that that's from a live animal is a pork rind. Really? <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. So pork rinds aren't really live. So yeah. you can't yeah. use like a, a dead fish or anchovy or yeah. sardine or yeah. shad or, or anything. Shad, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that is interesting. But, you know, it works. So if you're just going to go out and you want to catch some bass, and, you know, most bass anglers, uh, you know, especially the people in the category you're in, very seldom would they kill a bass. Um, Right. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that when we come back. But I don't know what your thoughts are on that. You know, they're, they're kind of bony, but they are good. But you know they're they're not something you want to deplete. I've I've eaten best, so we can talk about that when we come back. Okay, thank you, Mark, Frank. Appreciate yep. that. Hang on, we'll be back in three minutes. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. 
Catch the Grizz next adventure today. That's what I'll do Think about nothing Not even you Catch me a big one A fine speckled trout Slapping in the water I put it right out Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. Yes, this is John Hennigan, and this is also Mark Lassine from Bass Angler Magazine, our BassAnglerMag.com. And, of course, we have Frank Selby on, a uh, world-class fly angler. And uh, we were talking to Mark right before we went to the break. We only got a couple minutes. But I brought up the question of... Um, bait as opposed to plastics or lures. And I just wanted to get your couple of comments on that. Um, first of all, is it legal to use them in a tournament? And second of all, uh, does it work? It does work. If they are not legal in a tournament. So the only thing you can lo- use that is up from a live animal is a pork rind. So in a <laughs> pork rind. <laughs> you ever use a pork rind? Live, live bait does work. I mean, it works. So you know, sometimes better than artificials because that's you know what they're generally eating is mm-hmm. something live. So it, it works well. Um, you know, I I kind of think of it as cheating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not not from the legal sense, but from the moral sense that you know, I mean, I'm a professional angler and I like. I like to fool these fish, so I'm going to throw my array of lures out, and I'm going to try to trick that fish into thinking I'm throwing him something that he wants to eat, mm-hmm. that it's not actually something that he would eat. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, kind of a cat and mouse game yeah. to, to play with the fish. Yeah, and uh, so would it be probably shad or something? What would I don't suppose they'd eat worms, do they? Yeah, yeah, they eat like, you know, red worms or night crawlers. Yeah. Um, you know, little, they eat anything, you know, they got a big mouth and they, anything that fits in their mouth, they will eat it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, uh, had bass cough up lizards, little Ooh. mice. Yeah. All kinds of things. Yeah. Snakes. Oh, you know, but that reminds me of a, a story I heard a long time ago about, if you guys ever heard of that, you take a, like a roofing shingle, uh, and you put a mouse on it and put a hook in it. And you just set it adrift out in the water. And when it gets out there a long ways, you just kind of yank it, and the, and the, and the little mouse, you know, falls into the oh, water. <laughs> poor mouse. Have you ever, heard, you ever heard that? Yep. Seen it done. <laughs> I think you'd get in trouble with PETA for that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> I'm sure you would. But uh, anyway. You know, um, you guys were talking about eating bass. Yes. So I'll tell you uh, just a real quick story. I was headed up to Lake Shasta, and I have a friend of mine, Russ Meyer, who's 
really a great angler. And I was going up for a tournament to stay in Lake Shasta. And I give him a call. I'm, I'm getting up there. It's probably like 4 o'clock. And he goes, hey, have you had dinner? I go, no, not yet. He goes, oh, good. Well, come on up. Well, he goes, we're frying up some bass. <laughs> okay. and, I've never, and I never had a bass before. And I was like, my heart kind of stopped. And oh, I was no. like, uh-oh. What? You're killing it? Yeah, go ahead. I go, I was like, oh, you know, I never had a bass. I, I mean, I had a saying to him. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That sounds really good, you know. And so I got up there, and, uh, you know, they're spotted bass. So Lake yeah. Shasta has is plentiful with spotted bass, tons yeah. and tons of them. So it doesn't hurt the population eating them. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, we had them, he fried them up. They were actually really good. Well, you know what? One of the tastiest fish that you can get is the striped bass. Yeah, striped. Well, we eat some striped bass, so that's not a tournament fish. Mm-hmm. So, tournament fish are the largemouth, mm-hmm. smallmouth, and spotted bass. Right. Now, striped bass, you know, we catch them out in the out in the bay and up in the river, and you know, we'll we'll eat those up, mm-hmm. fry those up, make some fish tacos. There you go. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up. We got uh, about you know, thirty forty seconds left. And so I just want to mention again, if you would like to uh, get more information and you'd like to get in touch with Mark, it's Bass, uh, BassAnglerMag.com. Bass, BassAnglerMag.com. Upper, upper left-hand corner is a little subscribe button. You can sign up for the magazine. Uh, we'll send you out a magazine. You'll learn how to catch four bass. There you go. It's all about catching fish. And Frank, thank you very much. And we'll give you a plug, too. His and hers. Is it is it plural? His and hers or his and her? His and hers. Okay. His, his and his, A and D yeah. hers fly yeah. fishing shop. Yeah, his and hers fly fishing shop. And uh, they tie their own flies and they are world famous. So we appreciate your help. You guys, you're listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Go to the website and listen to the show.